Sports Voice in Southeastern Indiana. Country 103.9 WRBI welcomes you to Coach's Corner, Southeastern Indiana's top local sports show. Live from Ison's Family Pizza in Batesville, here's your host, Hall of Famer, Ron Raver. Good evening and welcome to Coach's Corner. Ron Raver with you this evening from Ison's Family Pizza and we're glad you're with us. On this obvious uh, winter night, even though it is uh, the month of March, uh, somebody forgot to tell the weatherman that uh, it's supposed to be warming up out there, and uh, it obviously isn't. Our first guest this evening is Gary Mormon, Oberg Academy boys basketball coach. Coach, we were talking before we went on the air. Some nights you can't throw a basketball in the ocean, and you must have run into one of those. We really did on uh, on Friday night against Hauser. Um we just absolutely could not shoot the basketball well enough to win that game. Our defense and, and pressure that we applied to him kept us in the game and even got us into an overtime situation, which uh, had you been, if, if I told you in advance of the game what we were going to shoot beyond the arc and then uh, from the field in totality, you'd have said, well, let's see, you know you're going to lose. Uh, is it going to be by 20 or 30 or 40? And as it turns out that we, uh, we lose by one on a, on a three-pointer against us uh, with eight seconds to go uh, was a real tribute to how hard our guys played and, and how well our defense played. Uh, but boy, oh boy, uh, on the offensive end, we just could not buy a shot. Coach, uh, the first uh, ball game obviously was against Jacksonville. In that ball game, you got out to a big lead, but like so often in uh, high school basketball, or especially in uh, in uh, games uh, of a sectional nature, the other team is not going to give up and quit. That's exactly right. They were so well prepared. I thought that uh, Coach Stanglin just had them so ready. And, and just by the uh, simple fact that they got down, um, we played really, really well early. Coach, you'd have been very, very uh, pleased with how well we played early in the game. We got out to a 20-5 to lead, and, and um, we're just really uh, solid. Um, in early on in the game, uh, but uh, that Jacksonville was able to right the ship, and then they caught fire and started making every three in the book. At one point, hit I think five consecutive threes they attempted, and uh, were able to get back in the ball game and go from trailing by by 15 at one point uh, to eventually leading the game. And you know, we had you and I talked about this um, earlier in the winter or during the season. How difficult it is sometimes when a team is in a really, really deep hole and they fight all the way back. Do they have enough gas in the tank to overtake that lead and then hang on? And, of course, uh, as things would shake out, that's exactly what happened in the reverse on Friday night. So on, on Wednesday night, we get off to the big lead. Jackson Dell does a heroic job coming back. In, and it, talk about a tale of, of two games where – where the, the Jacksonville game, uh, both teams just sh- absolutely shoot the lights out of it, and it just looks like a clinic offensively in the second half. And then on Friday night, uh, it was a defensive struggle uh, and a shooting woes like you've never seen before. But tribute to Jacksonville uh, uh, fighting back so much. One of, one of the big people that helped him come back was uh, uh, I, one of the – uh, great day girls that play for Jackson Dell just walked in. I seen her come in. Her brother, only a freshman, he had three threes uh, in the second half to uh, 
uh, really get on my nerves there in that doggone <laughs> game. He's making all these threes. He's only a freshman. He's making them shots and uh, helped lead them back. But, boy, our guys were really tough, and uh, uh, then we eventually pulled away and won by 10. Uh, Coach, talk about the young men that uh, played for you in these games. Who played well in the Jacksonville game and then who played well for you in the uh, game against Hauser? Well, Andrew Osterling had a great game against Jacksonville, scored 24 points, and uh, as usual was was lights out from beyond the arc and uh, uh, hit four twos, four threes, and four for four from the line. So he had 24 and uh, was really, really good. Uh, Jake Johnson scored 13 points and was his usual defensive self. He Really, the strength of Jake's game is his defense. The guy brings it on the defensive end every single week. Um uh, Chris Hetzer played really solid, played well, had eight points for us. Uh, Zach Wegman had five points, and uh, Eli Sportleader really banged their big guys inside and scored three. And then Dempsey Bowman just had a great sectional for us. He had seven against uh, Jackson Dell in, in that victory and, and played extremely well. And I think if I was listening to the uh, Jackson Dell game on uh, radio, and in that ball game, I think Dempsey, I don't know which quarter it was, but came in and really gave you a spark. He, and it, he yeah. really did. Yeah, a Very, very athletic guy, high-energy guy, and uh, really, really came in and helped us quite a bit. The uh, Of course, the uh, game we were talking about, the, the Hauser ball game, uh, when you got that one in overtime, you got a lead in that one. And uh, as you said, you'd run out of players by that time because of foul problems. Well, we had both of our guards fouled out in regulation, uh, Hetzer fouled out with six minutes to go in regulation, so he fouled out early. He's our primary ball handler. Osterling fouled out in regulation. We had two other players with four fouls, um, so we were in deep and desperate foul trouble. Uh, and add to that that we uh, dug ourselves such a deep hole, we were down uh, by 12 at the half, and we cut into it incredibly uh, in, after the third quarter by one point. The, the amount of effort, I, I jokingly said to our, our my assistants, I said to Jerry and Tim, I said, wow, after all that effort and playing so hard, we were able to whittle one point off the lead in, in between the quarters. But then as you, as you would uh, have it right, we uh, tie it in the fourth quarter, come all the way back and take it to overtime. And, uh, but at, by that time, we had pressed the whole second half Fatigue was enormous, um, and and then when when so much pressure is on, and your primary ball handlers um, uh, are out of the game, and nothing you and I have talked about this before, uh, nothing in a high pressure game is more pressure packed than those who have to handle the ball. Uh, think about this: you make mistakes around the basket, uh, they can sometimes go unnoticed right other than missing layups or something like that but mistakes around the basketball is crowded mistakes out in the open floor when the guards the point guards or maybe your two guard is handling the ball all the glare of the spotlight on whoever's handling the ball there there are no eyes mom and dad of the big people aren't looking under the basket and see what Leroy or George is doing down there they're looking out there the guy with the ball and the people out there handling the ball that's an enormous amount of pressure and when you have uh, your truck two primary ball handlers out of the ball game, boy, that gets to be a lot to ask for the other guys to be like, okay, now you have to be the guys who handle the ball. And, oh, by the way, uh, this is the sectional. So if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But um, all that being said, 
we were somehow able to uh, get that ball game to overtime and, and have an opportunity to win the game. And as I said, we shot three of 30 from beyond the arc, 10%, right? If we, if we shoot 20%, we win by eight points, yeah. right? We're a team that shot 37% from beyond the arc on the year. And we told them at halftime, we could not throw it in the ocean. We said, listen, if, if the law of averages, they, they aren't going to play out tonight, right? But if they just close in a little bit, right, some of these shots are going to go in. We'll come back and win this game. And the kids believed it. And we almost come back to win the game. But the, all of, uh, the law of averages did not ever pan out. What did pan out was our defensive pressure. And then finally, we, uh, we were 13 of 56 from the floor in totality, right? So we shoot 23% and still have a chance to win the game. So all the credit to... Uh, our players, how hard they played defensively, because that end of the floor, there was just no question about the effort there. And, of course, you're playing against a program with a lot of tradition, and uh, they weren't going to crack either. Hauser right. is, is a state, won a state tournament. I know these kids didn't do that, but uh, that tradition is there. That's correct. They have a big following, and, and, and we do too. There's a really big, loud crowd uh, for the game, and um, – Boy, it had everything that a sectional tournament game is supposed to have. The crowd was enormously into it. We had a huge student section. They were all dressed up in 1960s uh, hippie regalia, and uh, it was really a fun atmosphere. And uh, so Hauser fought really hard. I got to tell you, they were feeling the pressure in the fourth quarter. Our pressure caused so many turnovers, uh, but you could tell. It was a situation where we needed to get the lead and have the game end quickly because we were getting low. The gas tank was get, was on fumes. We had two more people, as I said, with four fouls. We had two people already fouled out. We were uh, we were uh, sprinting for the finish line, but starting to stagger. Uh, Coach, I know we're going next week. You're going to come back and uh, summarize your season and do some thank yous and things like that. But uh, you had four seniors who played their last ball game last Friday night. Talk a little bit about them. Right. Well, we had uh, Alex Gears, uh, who uh, was a guard for us, and that, that was his last game. Just a great guy. And I told you and Sally beforehand that the neat thing about uh, Alex, Eli Sporleader, uh, forward for us, Chris Hetzer, who was uh, our point guard and handled the ball, uh, the majority of the time for us, and then Gabe Hovercross, uh, a forward. One of the really neat things about the four of them is they are four best friends. I mean, they are really close friends. They are going together down to Gatlinburg on vacation over spring break. They hang out together all the time. They're kind of four amigos, so it was really fun having all four of those guys together. And uh, uh, is four of the nicest boys you would ever uh, meet. And really, really funny guys. And they all interact with each other and just are hilarious uh, together. And uh, they will be sorely missed. Great guys. And uh, hopefully we had so many of our former players were at the game on on Friday. Uh, Hopefully they'll come back as well and and, uh, cheer on the Twisters as time goes by. And I know those young men are active in uh, more things than basketball at OA. So not only will they be missed in – basketball but they're also going to be missed in other areas as well absolutely been uh as a matter of fact uh they're going uh two of them are no three of them are going up to uh, ball state they're involved in a business uh class situation where 
there's a competition. It's called the Maverick Challenge, and uh, 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 Spore Leader, Gears, and Hovercross won that at OA, and then they advanced to the state final round. Uh, so on uh, Friday, a week from Friday, I'm sorry, they go up to uh, Ball State to uh, compete for uh, this. They come up with a business model, and they have to put a display and and uh, put on a presentation and do all kinds of things and uh, convince people to give them this uh, large check. So they're all excited about that. They're fearless guys. They're just uh, very funny, charming guys to be around and uh, have extremely bright futures ahead of them. Coach, anything else tonight before we uh, summarize next week? We'll get it together next week and summarize. There is one other thing I do want to extend my congratulations to uh, Morristown, uh, Southwestern Hanover, Batesville, and Bloomington South, which would be the four champions of the of the sectionals that the local teams uh, where your guests uh, all come in. Uh, not all of those people are guests of yours, obviously, but those were uh, the sectional champions for all of us who uh, are, are guests on your show. And so congratulations to all of them. Uh, I tell our disappointed fans and our disappointed players that uh, while we're very disappointed uh, at the end of our sectional, six out of the seven teams have to lose, and at the end of the uh, state finals, uh, only four teams win their last game, and about uh, right around 400 teams are disappointed. And uh, so that happens to the vast majority of us. And, uh, you know, uh, your opposition practices every day, too, and wants to win just as badly as you. And uh, unfortunately, both of you can't win. And uh, But that's what makes it exciting in our most sincere congratulations to those teams and best of luck in representing our area um, on this weekend. Thank you so much, Coach, and we'll see you next week. See you next week, Coach. We will be back after these words from our sponsor. You're listening to Coach's Corner on WRBI 103.9 on your FM dial and streaming live on WRBIRadio.com. From Ison's Family Pizza and Top This Frozen Yogurt, treat the kids or bring a date to visit our self-serve frozen dessert and topping bar. We have frozen yogurt, gelato, Italian ice, soft frozen fruit, and also some no-sugar, non-dairy, and gluten-free options. Top it with any of our 18 topping selections, including hot fudge and hot caramel. Come in and check out our latest flavor combinations at Ison's Family Pizza and Top This Frozen Yogurt, 117 East George Street, downtown Batesville. March is Colon Cancer Awareness Month and serves as the perfect time of year to make sure you understand your risk for colon cancer. If you're 50 or older, Margaret Mary Health reminds you to schedule your colonoscopy screening. Colon cancer is the third most common cancer in the U.S. But the good news is it's also one of the most preventable cancers if detected early. To learn more, talk to your health care provider or visit us online at mmhealth.org. You're looking to trade vehicles, and yes, you didn't get a good deal last time. This time, make it different. Shop Whitewater Motor Company. Above the rest with honesty, straightforward advice, and the best customer experience. Right now, Whitewater Motor Company has a huge selection of gently used cars, trucks, and SUVs for you to choose from. And you always know you'll get a good deal when you do business with the people you know in the car business. Whitewater Motor Company. Online at whitewatermotorcompany.com. Now, back to Coach's Corner at Ison's Family Pizza on the Sports Voice in Southeastern Indiana. Country 103.9 WRBI. And joining us now is Scott Smith, Jacksonville girls basketball coach. And he brought Mariah Day with him. He's uh, only senior on this year's uh, girls basketball team. And, uh, Coach, since we last saw you, talk about the second half of your season and your tourney run. 
Hey, Coach, thanks for having us here. Uh, after the Ripley County Tourney, uh, we had a real successful uh, conference schedule, uh, along with a few other games thrown in there. Uh, we ended up uh, winning all but one of our uh, remaining regular season games. Uh, I think we ended up going 8-1 uh, and or 9-1, and, and that loss was to Lawrenceburg. Um, we finished 6-0 uh, and in the uh, ORVC. Uh, came down to our final game of the year with South Ripley, as it seems like it always does. Uh, and we had a great game. Uh, both teams worked really hard, uh, one or two possession ball game, and then we had a nice little run at the end of the third quarter and uh, kind of opened up a double-digit lead, and we're able to hold on to that. And uh, you know, so we're able to win the conference. Uh, then sectional play came, and uh, with the weather, you know, things got kind of moved around instead of playing on uh, a Wednesday, fr uh, Friday, Saturday, we ended up being scheduled to play on a Friday, Saturday, Monday. So three games in four days and uh, the kids really responded well. Uh, we defeated Rising Sun on Friday night uh, and then came back on Saturday and played a very good Southwestern Shelby team uh, for the third time this season and ended up uh, winning that game, I believe, by 26 points. So the kids really were focused uh, and then, uh, you know, the, Monday the, night, Monday night, <laughs> the, the history making game, um, we, uh, played a very good Waldron team who had defeated us at home earlier in the season. Uh, and, uh, that was a game, I believe it was 31 to 31 at the end of regulation. And we ended up winning 67 to 62 in five overtimes. Uh, and the, uh, the young lady sitting next to me. Uh, broke four different records this season, uh, and one of them was uh, most free throws made in a game. And in that game against Waldron, she scored 22 points and uh, was 16 of 18 from the free throw line. I wonder how many uh, boys coaches that night that were listening that said, why can't my boys shoot like this? <laughs> <laughs> well, and the thing was, is, as well as Mariah shot, the rest of the team really did a great job. Uh, Paige Ledford hit a lot of pressure free throws. She only missed one. Uh, Katie Coon was four for four, and I think all four were either at the end of a regulation or end of an overtime period. And uh, we ended up shooting, uh, I believe, 32 out of 40 uh, as a team in that game. And uh, some of those came late in a, in a five-overtime game when they had to be tired. Very tired. Uh, I know Mariah never came out. Uh, I think uh, Paige and Katie, if they came out at all, it was maybe for like 30 seconds. So, uh, you know, we had three, four. Annabelle Williams played almost the entire game. So those kids played, uh, you know, 50, 52 minutes uh, and still were able to hit free throws. So that's a, a big testament, testament to them and how well they were focused and, and ready to uh, execute. Of course, then the next week you played one player short in the regional. We did. Unfortunately, uh, during the celebration after we won the sectional, uh, a fan tripped and fell into Anna Hubbard, our starting center, uh, into her knee. Uh, and she's been having some tr issues with it all year. And so she was unable to play. But, uh, you know, Reagan Carroll stepped in, I thought, that in the sectional final and in the regional game and did a really good job. Uh, but uh, University was just a very good team. Um, you know, we had, a, I think, a good, a good two quarters where we were right with them, and, uh, and then they just kind of started wearing us down and uh, hitting some threes from the outside. And 
um, you know, it, it's one of those games, like I just heard Coach Mormon say, that, you know, there's four teams that are happy at the end of the season and there's 400 that aren't. And, you know, this year uh, we were one of the 400 that weren't, but uh, uh, Mariah and, and I and some other previous members, we've been lucky enough to, to be one of those four teams. So, you know, we're just counter blessings there. Coach, let's turn it over to Mariah, and then we'll come back to you for a final word. All righty. Mariah, tell us your parents' name and uh, any siblings you have. My parents' names are Jack and Glenda Day, and my sister is Jordan Day, and my brother is Wyatt Day. And uh, tell us about uh, Letters 1 at uh, Jacksondale, and then uh, uh, highlights of your basketball career. In 2016, we won the state championship, and that year I made the all-semi-state and the all-state team. In 2016, we were Ripley County Tourney and Conference Champs. That was a good year for Scott and I. <laughs> but in 2017 was the year of the Ripley County Tourney, and we also won sectional. That year I made the all-county, all-conference, all-sectional, and all-regional teams. And in 2018, we were conference and sectional champs. And I was the all-county, all-sectional, all-regional, and all-conference team. In and 2018, sorry. Go ahead, Nub. In 2019 was this year, and we won the Edinburgh Tournament, the Ripley County Tourney, conference, and sectional. And I was named MVP for the Ripley County Tourney and the sectional. And uh, obviously uh, you do more things at uh, Jacksonville and just play basketball. What are some of your other activities? Some of my other activities were... National Honor Society, Sunshine Society, FFA, Yearbook. I coached uh, girls bitty ball with Scott. I volunteer at some Margaret Mary events and volunteer at the local food drive. Uh, for people out there that uh, do not have uh, young men or young ladies that play uh, basketball, how long have you been playing basketball? And uh, Tell them how many months of the year it's involved in when you're playing basketball. Well, I've probably played basketball for as long as I can remember. But with Scott as a coach, it's about 12 months of the year. <laughs> and I think it is uh, for anybody that wants to achieve the levels that you have achieved. Uh, you don't do that just by walking into the gym, do you? No, absolutely not. Uh, one of the questions I had when I was listening to Coach Mormon talk to you uh, of the three of you, who's the best ball player? Ooh, if Wyatt's listening, <laughs> I'll have to say me. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, he's got three more years, though, right? Yeah, he's got three more years. <laughs> you might see him here sometime. Okay. And uh, your plans for next year, Brian? My plans for next year, I'm going to be attending Ball State University to major in business. Any thoughts of trying to play basketball or walking on there? Well, um, Scott's tried that on me a few times. Yeah. Um, well, I thought about it. It definitely crossed my mind a few times, but I like, I really appreciate to finish my year with the best possible coach I could have had in the best program at Jacksonville. Well, congratulations. I know I've been watching you for four years, and uh, the some of the things that I've seen you do in a basketball game have been amazing. I know in the uh, tournament uh, you didn't have the best uh, final game uh, for three quarters, but then in the fourth quarter when it came down, when Batesville made the run at you, 
in that ball game, it came down to you taking over, and then and I think in the championship game, the same way you took over. And when the ball was in your hands, it never left them until you went to the free throw line. And, and that takes something special. So congratulations on that. Thank you so and much. And congratulations on a great career. Thank you so much. Thanks for having uh -huh. me. Thank you. Coach, uh, obviously this senior is going to be a, a big loss for Jacksonville, but you also got some uh, some great kids coming back, so I know you're looking forward to next year as well. Yeah, I mean, um, to, to kind of jump back a second from what Mariah was talking about is, you know, I wish that, that she would look at playing, but I, but I tell you, I really have a lot of respect for a kid uh, of her age to say, no, I know what I want to do, and I realize there are some other opportunities, but this is this is I'm ready to move on to a different phase of my life, and I really respect that. She's always been a, uh, a very intelligent and thoughtful kid, and, uh, you know, is no doubt in my mind she's had her whole future planned out since she was 14 years old. So, uh, but uh, but yeah, it, it's uh, the leadership is is the biggest thing I think that that you are going to miss with a with a, a player like Mariah, and um, we do have some great young kids. We we really the rest of our our uh, rotation, our eight person rotation is is going to be uh, back next year, and uh, you know somebody there is just going to have to step up and um, pick up some of the slack from her not being here, but. Uh, I have faith that those kids will do that. Um, hey, one last thing I did want to just say is, you know, Mariah, we've had a lot of great basketball players at Jacksonville in the girls' program and a lot of great uh, single-season performances. But I have to say that the season she had this year may be one of the best overall of in the history of the program. Um, you know, she ended up with the second-most points uh, in a season second only to Rita Foster, who's in the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, but she also averaged four and a half assists and six rebounds. Uh, she broke four records, uh, most free throws made and attempted in a season, and most free throws made uh, and attempted in a single game. And, you know, she ended up her career uh, scoring 1,247 points, and that's fourth all-time in the history of Jacksonville. So uh, just a... Uh, outstanding outstanding player an even better young person and uh, really going to miss having her around and if you look at the ripley county basketball hall of fame and the number of ladies that are in the ripley county basketball hall of fame jacksondale definitely has the most in there so she's uh in a program that has some great history and she's added to that for and herself i think so and and they'll you know one day, I may not be around, but one day she's going to be there as well. I have no doubt. And those years will fly by quicker than <laughs> she's going to imagine. <laughs> yeah, they will. Coach, anything else before we let you go? Uh, I just really want to thank uh, the Jacksonville community for all their support uh, every year and this year. Uh, and, and my coaches, uh, Tom Conover and, and Lisa Horn, uh, for uh, really putting in the time and effort to, to help make you know, a season like this that a lot of people thought maybe was a transition year for us uh, really be, you know, an outstanding season that, uh, you know, Mariah and, and Dakota Wolf and our manager, Daniel Engel and Brooke Heaton are, are going to remember forever. And I really want to, again, thank you for all you do in uh, covering high school sports and uh, 
supporting our young athletes. Thank you so much, and thank you for taking your time and bringing Mariah here this evening, and uh, best of luck. I know that uh, basketball coaches, once the season start, ends, the next one's already beginning, so I'm sure you've got things already going for next year. We're, we're going to be getting started, so uh, <laughs> thank you very much. We appreciate uh, you having us. We will be back after these words from our sponsor. You listen to Coach's Corner on WRBI 103.9 in your FM dial and streaming live on WRBIRadio.com. We will be right back. Krista here from Ison's Family Pizza and Top This Frozen Yogurt. Treat the kids or bring a date to visit our self-serve frozen dessert and topping bar. We have frozen yogurt, gelato, Italian ice, soft frozen fruit, and also some no-sugar, non-dairy, and gluten-free options. Top it with any of our 18 topping selections, including hot fudge and hot caramel. Come in and check out our latest flavor combinations at Ison's Family Pizza and Top This Frozen Yogurt, 117 East George Street, downtown Batesville. Did you know pollen in your home can be reduced? Hi, this is Scott Lamping. With regular sea care, Hurt and Elko can help allergy symptoms. The team at Hurt and Elko can also keep you healthy with a new Lennox Home Comfort System. Right now, you can get up to $1,500 in rebates with the purchase of a Lennox Home Comfort System. See us for details. At Hurt and Elko, we take care of your heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical needs. At Hurt and Elko, we do more is the perfect time to cook up that new kitchen thanks to the equity in your home and a great rate from Savista Bank. With the Savista Home Equity line of credit, you'll get the low rate and flexible payments you need to make your remodeling dreams come true. All from a trusted lender who's been helping families like yours for over 130 years. Learn more at Savista.Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Savista Bank, focused on you. Now, back to Coach's Corner at Ison's Family Pizza on the Sports Voice in Southeastern Indiana. Country 103.9 WRBI. We are back and joining us now is Brian Samples and the South Ripley girls basketball uh, seniors. Uh, Coach, uh, talk about your second half of the season from the after the county tourney and then your tournament run. All right. Well, we really appreciate you having us on, uh, getting the seniors on here to talk tonight. It's always something I look forward to at the end of the year. Um, our second half of the season, we finished the year 9-3. and three. Uh, We were 18-8 and eight overall. Um, our last part of our season is really kind of like an NBA season when we look at it. We, uh, we play 12 games in those last three weeks before we go into the uh, sectional. And we have, so we have the county tourney. We play on a Wednesday, Friday. The next week we go Tuesday, Saturday. Then the following week we went Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday to end the season, and our last five games are all conference games. We play six in the ORVC, and we play five of those in the last week, and then as it turns out, um, three of those teams are in the sectional when we play again the next week, and as our sectional draw worked out, we ended up playing Southwestern and Switzerland County again to uh, finish up our regular season. Uh, Coach, uh, the uh, group of uh, seniors you have here have been part of a great program, and uh, is there anything you want to say about them before we get to them? Uh, yeah, they've. I think I went back and figured in, the, in a few years back, I thought I had a group of seniors that have been for four years. They won around like 78 games, I think it was, 75. I didn't think anybody would beat that. And then last year's group, when we lost six seniors, had won 80 games, and now I think this group of seniors have been a part of winning 83 in the four years that they've been at South Ripley. So, uh, you know, a really big part of, of what we've done and, and 
all the success that we've had. Uh, Coach, I kind of cut you short on the uh, summarizing the season. I know you won another sectional, but then you ran into a buzzsaw in a regional. Yeah, we um, we played some of our best basketball through the uh, sectional. I thought um, we kind of have an, had an eye-opening game against Jacksonville in the uh, the last game of the year there with our conference. Um, they came out and played really well, and that kind of set us up. We were make or break right then, kind of for the rest of the year. I was like. We've either got to step up and play, you know, or, or that could have been a dagger. And we turned things around. We played Switz. Uh, two days later, played really well. Then we got in a sectional. Anytime you play somebody in a home court, it's always tough. We started with South Decatur. Got a little bit of a slow start. Then we picked things up from there. We had Southwestern the next night. We were able to beat them and then probably played one of our best games against Switzerland County in the championship. And then, like you said, we played a really good Evansville Modern Day team. Their record, you know, we were 18-8. and They were 15-10. and But when you play those teams coming out of Evansville, they're playing three and four A schools all the time, and we wanted to keep the game low scoring. <laughs> Unfortunately, we had the low score, and they, <laughs> they were able to score 39. But still, we thought if we held them under 40, we were good. But they were long, lanky, uh, good shooters. They had some really good players, and, you know, they played a really good game. I know that they're the same uh, size school uh, category-wise as you are, but uh, they're a little different situation down there. I know a few years ago, they won a state tournament in tennis, and none of the players were from Evansville. So, well, <laughs> I know. I think it was uh, 2012. We we went to uh, we always stay at French Lick yeah. the night before, and in 2012 they went a long way. I don't know if they won the state that year, but all the cars cars in the parking lot had Illinois tags on. <laughs> yeah, that was I think the uh, tennis team that one year too. Yeah. Uh, so uh, a little little bit of uh, disadvantage there. Yeah. Let's turn it over to the young ladies and uh, yeah, let's do that. go from there. Tell us your name, your uh, parents' name, and any brothers or sisters. Uh, hi, my name's Katie Garcia. My parents' names are Robert and Kelly Garcia, and I have two siblings named Alex and Zach. Uh, how many varsity letters did you have at uh, in basketball at South Ripley? In basketball, I had two, but I had a combination of six between track, basketball, and softball. And uh, some of the memories you have of uh, your basketball career? Uh, one of the biggest highlights was actually our first game against Jacksonville. As a team, we entirely just had a great game. Uh, we all left our hearts on the court. And I personally scored about nine points and had a couple of rebounds. And it was just a very memorable game for me. And uh, other activities you are participating in at South Ripley? Uh, other activities I do, I've been very involved in Champions Together with Polar Plunge and the Fire Truck Pool. I'm a student council treasurer, a class officer, and social studies club member. I'm also a publicity chair of the Ripley Youth Outreach, which is under the Community Foundation. And I'm a member of the National Honor Society. And your plans for next year? Uh, after high school, I plan to attend Ball State University to study social studies education and minor in Spanish. Well, congratulations on uh, your career, and uh, best of luck in the future. All right. Thank you very much. We'll turn it over to the next young lady next to you and let her get the headsets on. Your name, parents, and siblings? I'm Alexa Repke. My parents are Jim and Becky Repke. Happy birthday, Dad. And my brother <laughs> is Elijah Repke. And uh, how many varsity letters in basketball do you have at Jacksonville? Or, excuse me, <laughs> South Ripley. I knew I'd say that before the night was over. Um, I have four for basketball, but combined I had 12 varsity letters. And what other sports were you involved in? I played volleyball for four years, softball for three years, and track for one. And uh, highlights for you? Um, some highlights would have to be that I got my 1,000 point and my 500 rebound this year. 
and we won sectional three years, and we won a Ripley County along with, I was sectional co-MVP with Morgan my sophomore year, sectional MVP my junior and senior year, and I was all-conference for three years. And uh, your plans for next year? Um, I plan to attend Purdue University Northwest to continue my basketball career as well as study physical therapy with a focus in psychology. Um, and uh, best of luck to you and congratulations on your career. Thank you. Same questions here, uh, parents. Uh, um, and uh, your name, parents, and siblings. Hi, I'm Morgan Peets, and my parents are Scott Peets and Shannon Metz. I have a younger brother, Dalton Peets, and an older sister, Kayla Sims. And uh, varsity letters for you in basketball? I have four varsity letters in basketball, two in volleyball, and one in track. And uh, highlights for you? Some highlights of my career are, as a team, we were three-peat sectional champs, and I was named co-MVP along with Alexa Repke for sectionals our sophomore year. And uh, other things you're involved with at South Ripley? I'm involved in varsity club, Spanish club, social studies club, math club, SAD, CNNSR, Champions Together, and National Honor Society. And your plans for next year? Next year I plan to attend Ivy Tech through the ASAP program to receive my associate's degree and then I will continue to a four-year college to receive my bachelor's in business financing. Well, congratulations on your career. Best of luck uh, next year. Thank you. Uh, your name, parents' names, and siblings? My name is Autumn Schmaltz. My parents are Stacy and Shannon Schmaltz, and I have an older sister named Haley Schmaltz. And uh, varsity letters for you in basketball? I have two varsity letters in basketball. And uh, highlights for you? The highlight of my basketball career is being able to be involved in three straight sectional wins. And uh, other things you're involved with at South Ripley? I'm involved in Champions Together, Student Council, Social Studies Club, CNNSR, and have been inducted into National Honor Society. And uh, your plans for next year? My plans for next year is to attend IUPUI in the fall and major in Tourism and Event Management. And uh, congratulations to you, and best of luck in the future as well. Thank you. Your name, parents, and siblings? Uh, hi, I'm Jillian Scott. My parents are Les Scott and Rachel Green, and my step-parents are Heather Scott and Daniel Green. And then I have five sisters. They are Kaylee and Madison Green, um, Abigail Hewitt, Hadley Hendricks, and Shelby Clush. And... Uh, varsity letters for you? Uh, throughout basketball, I've had four varsity letters, but I have nine altogether. And uh, highlights for you? Uh, the highlights for me would be winning sectionals for three years, and then this year I was named to the all-sectional team, and I received the ORVC Mental Attitude Award. Well, congratulations on that. And uh, other activities for you? Um, I've been a cheerleader at South Italy for four years. I played softball for two years. I'm a member of National Honor Society, Champions Together, and Student Council. And your plans for next year? Next year, I plan to attend IEPUI and major in dental hygiene. Well, best of luck uh, to you, and congratulations on your career. We'll go back to Coach. Thank you. Coach, one of the things I heard as we went around here, I'm not sure how many, but I heard a lot of National Honor Society. 
Yeah, we've been fortunate that way the last two or three years, but this group especially. Yeah, a lot of really smart kids. They do a lot of good things for our community and for the school. And I think last year you had a uh, Lily Award winner, didn't you? Yes, we year? did. Uh, Tori Tucker won that. So uh, very, very uh, good in the classroom as well as on the basketball court. Coach, a uh, lot of graduating seniors here. Uh, talk about a little bit about them and then uh, what you got uh, coming up for next year. Um, like we said, these seniors coming back, they did a great job this year. After we lost six seniors the year before, they had to step up. With Morgan and Lexi just having most of the varsity experience, <clears throat> we needed these other ones to step up, and they did all different points throughout the season, whether they were leading us on the court, you know, by example, whatever it was, they stepped up and took care of things for us. Um, and some of the other players that stepped in and filled some roles that we'll, have, we'll be having coming back next year, uh, the juniors, CeCe Copeland, Lindsey Meyer, Taylor Bryson, have L.J. McQueen as a sophomore, Rachel Meyer as a freshman. Those all had varsity playing time this year. Um, there were two or three varsity starters in there at different times this year. So a lot to build on there, a lot of height. There's three of those right there that I talked about are all six foot tall. And then there's probably another one coming in the eighth grade class has some coming. Um, as far as the uh, younger kids, the JV went 12-5 and five on the year, and they were co-conference champions, one in Ripley County attorney. Uh, those other freshmen are Alexa Height, Natasha Schinkel, Sarah Meyer, Gracie Gunner, and Renee Tunney. So we've got 10 girls coming back. With a, Like I said, there's probably at least 10 in that eighth grade class that will be coming next year. So, uh, you know, a lot to build on coming around for next year. And, uh, again, this, this group here did a great job for us stepping up from what we lost last year. And next year's group is going to have to step in and fill the shoes for these five. And uh, with the way uh, Ripley County basketball uh, with the four schools has always been competitive, but uh, – the emergence of Milan on the scene uh, under coach uh, Bob Bresser, uh, they're getting back in there too. So things are not going to be easy, are they? No, not for a long time. I mean, you look all the way through. I look through our conference and you look through the teams in the county. I mean, every game each night is going to be a battle all the way through the conference when you're playing the Ripley County Tourney next, next year. I look for all the teams. You know, that'll be a battle. Um, a lot of good basketball in the area for the next several years. Just, just watching what everybody – it's – you know, whoever puts in the most time and can step up from this point, you know, can come out on top. Coach, congratulations on another good year for uh, South Ripley Lady Raiders, and congratulations to these young ladies, and thank you so much for bringing up here and listening to all the things they're involved in. Uh, there's some kids at uh, South Ripley that are going to have to step up next year in more ways than just basketball. Yep, you're exactly <laughs> right. To, to fill these shoes, they're going to have to do a lot. Um, I want to give a shout-out, too, to uh, – Sean Halcombe, my JV coach, for uh, the, the great season he had, and uh, also to uh, Bob Meyer for all the assisting he does. He watches videos for hours upon hours and does you know a great job of helping us out, and all the kids really appreciate what he's done as well. And uh, I know it, it has to be good to have uh, co uh, assistant coaches with you, and especially one with his much experience as Bob has down through the years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, There's especially with his ability to – to teach the girls how to run. I mean, they love it <laughs> with everything he knows, but he's the conditioning guy, and uh, they love him for that. Uh, Coach, uh, thank you so much for bringing these young ladies up, and uh, best of luck to you and to all of them in the future. All right. Thank you very much. We will be back after these words from our sponsor. You listen to Coach's Corner on WRBI, 103.9 FM dial and streaming live on WRBIRadio.com. We will be right back. 
here from Ison's Family Pizza and Top This Frozen Yogurt. Treat the kids or bring a date to visit our self-serve frozen dessert and topping bar. We have frozen yogurt, gelato, Italian ice, soft frozen fruit, and also some no-sugar, non-dairy, and gluten-free options. Top it with any of our 18 topping selections, including hot fudge and hot caramel. Come in and check out our latest flavor combinations at Ison's Family Pizza and Top This Frozen Yogurt, 117 East George Street, downtown Batesville. Turn March Madness into March Gladness with a free Echo Dot from ETC. Sign up for ETC Internet and get a free Echo Dot featuring Alexa, the voice-controlled smart speaker. Just get ETC Internet either by itself or in a qualifying bundle by March 29th. Call 866-ETC-4YOU or visit etczone.com to learn more. Offer available while supplies last, paperless billing required, new or current ETC residential customers adding internet qualified, wireless internet service not eligible, other terms and conditions apply. Need gifts? Georgia's Pharmacy has gifts for every occasion, including birthdays, graduations, weddings, and anniversaries, or just any time you want to show you care. Best of all, Georgia's is local, so you can avoid the hassle of Cincy and Indy and still buy a nice gift. Georgia's has cards, candy, home decor, as well as a large selection of beer, wine, and spirits at every Georgia's, and a full floral department at their Batesville and Brookville stores. So if you need to buy a gift or flowers, just remember, Georgia's. Now, back to Coach's Corner at Ison's Family Pizza on the Sports Voice in Southeastern Indiana. Country 103.9 WRBI. We're back and joining us now is Aaron Garrett, Batesville School Boys Basketball Coach. Coach, uh, you beat the number two or number three team in the state on their floor uh, after seven consecutive sectional wins. Uh, had to be pleasing, a great accomplishment, and congratulations. I appreciate that, Coach Raver. It was quite the night. As you said, number 20, I think they were 24 and 1 at the time, number two in the state, longest active consecutive sectional winning streak in the state. And on a darn good basketball team, well coached, right? So the boys had to play extremely well, and they did so. And most pleasing is they, they took exactly what we wanted to do to the floor, and some of which was just put in Saturday afternoon and walked through again Saturday night before we left Batesville. So just I was so proud of them. And as we watched the film tonight, too, to clean some things up and also to reinforce what they did really, really well, they, they just played together. Right, and they played through each other defensively, offensively. It was just a very, very pleasing night in all facets, and you could just feel the energy in the gym. But you know how that goes. I wasn't comfortable probably until about 15, 30 seconds left <laughs> in terms of the, the third quarter. We took a quick shot to end the quarter. They went down and hit two free throws. They had the ball to start the, the fourth. I'm like, here we go. And a couple times we got to within six. And in the past, quite frankly, we've either ran out of offense, we've buckled, They've hit some daggers on us, but not this time, not this night. And a lot of that was set up early on in the game. Um, first quarter, we survived some early jitters in terms of we forced some shots. We took some zero or one pass, no reversal, long jumpers that, that didn't need to be taken. But once we got settled, the kids really controlled tempo. They had pace. They had patience offensively. With that being said, they still scored 69 points. So it's not like we went in there and held the ball and won the game. 40 to 38 or something. It's this this group's been very very efficient. I mean, we shot 45 percent from three, 63 percent from two, and stepped up and hit big free throws, going 20 of 23 from the foul line. Those are ingredients to win. We had 11 turnovers, 
at least two I can think of off the top of my head, if not three, were, were late when probably a call could have been a different way to, to save just a, a, non, a meaningless turnover. So overall, through the heart of the game, took really good care of the basketball. And probably the sequence that stands out is, well, let's talk defensively first. Some things we did defensively. To, we were not going to just go there and, and hope to play our man-to-man and, and hope they would miss some shots. I felt like we needed to get them uncontrolled from the get-go. So we were mixing things up, came out in a 3-2 zone that we then switched into a man. We showed 1-3-1. That very quickly became a man. We showed our 12 press, but we were only doing it for a pass or until Robert was matched up with Wellers and we kicked into man. So I think we were able to keep them unbalanced, off balance. And at the beginning of the second half, well, let's go to that sequence. We end the half with a 5-0 run. Um, Colt Meyer makes us just a slashing move to the basket, goes down, and he scores it with about eight seconds left. In one motion, he gets up quick, but Robert has done just a phenomenal job in terms of he knows that we want the last shot. He knows that shot went in a little bit early, so he was already ball hawking the guy taking it out of bounds to slow him down, right? Because with eight seconds, Greensboro would get down the floor and get a layup in that time or a wide open three or an and one. So Robert made the inbounder adjust, and he almost made a, a violation as he tried to throw the ball in bounds. Robert gets a tip. Volleyball kind of tips it out to himself all the way out to what, right at that, and that had to be between 30 and 35 feet. And one motion turns with about four seconds left. Now, I can see from the bench because it's on our sideline, Colt Myers up on that same side of the line, sideline on the wing, wide open for a, to get a three. With four seconds, that could have been an easy pass, catch. Colt still get a shot. But Robert fires. So at first, I'm like, oh, we missed an opportunity. <laughs> but then you see the flight of the ball, and right away, I said, that's, that's in. And, and it went in. And probably my special part about that is just the eruption and in, in mostly by Robert Raver in terms of just pure, sheer emotion. Because this is a kid that's, that's pretty reserved. He's always even keeled. So it was fun just to see him fired up. And I'll tell you, the first thing I did that when I got in the locker room was set everybody down and told them to calm down because we'd seen this show before in terms of being up at halftime and then still getting beat and sometimes even beat by double figures there at Greensburg. So the guys responded to that well. And we talked about, if nothing else, if we've only got two quarters left to play, two quarters left to coach this group, let's try to make it perfect in terms of win or lose on that scoreboard. When we look at our teammates after the game, when, when we look at ourselves in the mirror, did we do everything we could to the best of our ability all night to try to be perfect? Not that they'll be perfect, but was that effort level perfect? And, man, they really answered that. And coming out of halftime, I told Coach Allen and Coach Gellert, and, and Coach Gellert's been back with us here this week, which is awesome, coming home from a deployment. And Coach Allen's ran the defense all year. So I told them, and I told Andy, I said, if we're, it's their ball. We just had a huge momentum. Let's let's trap them, all right? Because they're going to they're gonna run some set that they either is new, which they'll be comfortable with, or something they've ran that they know they can score on. So looking at the odds that they're going to score anyway, let's make it really hard, and let's try to, again, get them off balance. And Rob and Trey made a really good trap. Got a tip. Uh, Trey collects it, goes full speed, and at the last second as he drew Cummer over to him, he dishes right behind to Rob, and Rob starts the half with a dunk. We get another stop. Rob comes down, does an and one. So we close the half with a five-point run. We open the second half with a 5-0 run. And, and that's, that's critical in a game like that. When it's going to be possession by possession, we open up a double-digit lead. They got back within six. And then we finally close it out by that 69-56 score. And the, the pleasing thing is they've only, been, been, they've only been held under 50% field goal shooting three times all year, twice to us. And, and the boys held them to two made three-pointers. 
to give you a perspective, they were six of nine in the first half alone on Friday night. So, and, it, and it's all the guys. I mean, Robert obviously led us statistically with 22 points and just very, very efficient. Two of three from three, five of seven from two, six of seven from free throws. Right there with him was, was Colt Meyer. And, and Colt had 17 points. He was seven of eight from three, for example. He was two of four from two. And then the sophomore, Sam Vagley, had a monster fourth quarter, hit hit six of six from the free throw line in the fourth quarter, went seven of eight from the line total in the in the game from the free throw line, and, and just had some, some key baskets for us and and helped us with some stops and some rebounds. RJ Powell, the other sophomore, I showed a couple clips tonight where on Friday night, Trey, Colt, RJ, they, they got turned around sometimes in that pressure and as Rushville made that mounted that comeback it looked like the same script we'd seen against East Central, against Jennings, against Beach Grove, against Shelbyville. We're right there to take a win, and we, we give it away. So, and I firmly believe this. I think if, if Rushville wouldn't have been so close and developed some of those situations that we overcame and got a win, I'm not sure we win Friday. So I think that finally allowed us to break through that barrier of some of the mistakes we've made and some of that self-doubt, and it helped us Friday. And, and those guys all bounced back, and RJ had a couple plays in the fourth quarter that are just big-time plays. And it just blows my mind he's making them as a sophomore, one of which was he, he drove. He went around pressure because they had hands-on, and they were trying to crowd him and force him a turnover, which he did in the first quarter. But in the fourth, he just turned, ripped, went around him, and one of them, Coach, he's finishing over Wellage at the rim and a high high lofting shot off the off the backboard, which the degree of difficulty is incredible. So the two sophomores really stepped up. But it was all seven guys. I mean, Trey Heiledge had a really, really good weekend. Um, well, had a good tournament, and Trey's been very, very consistent for us. And he was just, he was a settling force for us Saturday, just some things he did offensively or some things he read offensively and was able to execute, one of which was a laid out of bounds play, which he slipped a screen as they went two guys on Colt. He got it squared up and fed Robert on the block to get Robert to the free throw line. So just those subtle plays. And Trey may have had one of the, the play of the games, the play of the game in terms of Wellage got a turnover. He's going to go down and dunk it or at least lay it in. And you can see on film, Trey hits an extra speed about the top of the key and darts through there, rips the ball from Wellage, now it goes out of bounds, but Trey goes flying into the bleachers. But we'd really harped, no layups. Now we still gave up some layups, but in that possession, Trey didn't just assume, well, Wellage is going to go score, we'll just bring it back the other way. He had an extra gear. And just those small things like that really fired our guys up. Um, Charlie Dice hit an early basket for us, that was, which was big and a strong move by him going downhill. And we subbed Charlie in late in the game to try to slow down Cummer as he was hitting us with an onslaught. So as we said going into the game, it was going to take all seven guys to, to shock the state, and all seven guys, they surely did come together and do just that. Coach, uh, in this ball game, I know that the defense that you ran at uh, Greensburg had to uh, shake them up because Whaley wound up with 11 points, and I think uh, Sparks wound up with four. And I think averaging between them, they were averaging probably over 30 points a game. Yeah, guys did a great job. At, from a scheme standpoint, I thought we were able to keep them off balance because we really harped on two. I thought number one was offensive patience and pace. Find their mistakes because they're going to crowd. They're going to chase Colt. They're going to crowd Robert where he's at. We started two weeks ago telling RJ and Tyler, for example, with the first group, they're not going to guard you guys. And I did that because I didn't. I, Tyler I knew would be fine. RJ as a sophomore, especially coming off a tough streak where he had that those two games where he didn't even score. 
They're like, let's start on this now because who knows how he's going to react. And if he doesn't react so well, now how do we counter that? What do we do next? But Coach, from that first practice we started working on this, he was aggressive from the get-go, right? And you saw that develop, and there was some things in, in games, how teams played us and then how the, how the sectional went, where you could see RJ just starting to grow with more confidence, grow with more confidence. And quite frankly, Robert got to where he was able to see, okay, they're coming from this angle, this part of the floor is open, or this cutter is open. And it was just, it was very satisfying to see it come together from a defensive standpoint, an offensive standpoint, and just a group of guys that weren't going to be denied on that night. Now, if we had to play Greensburg in a five-game series, I have no idea how that would go. But on that night, on Saturday night, with this group of guys, there was one way that was going to go, and it was a championship. And, and so proud of them. And you talk about defensively. I mean, Andy Allen does a lion's share of our defensive work. I've tasked him with that. But Coach Gherkin, for example, has had the Greensburg scout for years. And what that means is, each assistant has a different scout they'll do as we go through the onslaught of a season, right? Because it's not football where you have one game and you have a whole week to prepare for the next one. So I watch all the film, but these guys do the nuts and bolts of, of populating a scouting report, clipping the film. And I just add input, right? Here, let's change this, let's do that, etc. Did, did we get this clip or this play? But they do the lion's share of the work in terms of the preparation. So just so happy for Coach Gherkin, too, because he's done really good Greensburg scouts. We just haven't been able to execute them all the way. And Saturday night, we absolutely did. Coach, uh, this week you play uh, Princeton, actually, uh, Saturday morning. Uh, tell us a little bit about them. I know not somebody that you had on your scouting report during the season. Well, in a surprise, I think that you would have to say to come out of that sectional with some of the talent there. And tomorrow, we'll take a three-hour car ride one way to go to our regional meeting. Um, and we'll find out more. But just on film so far, they're big. They've got six nine. They've got 6'6", six, six. they've got 6'4", that's a very athletic wing. They've got a very, very quick guard. So we'll, we'll have our hands full, and you expect that at the regional level. The thing I told the kids tonight, and first after I got a little crossways with them because they were just happy to be there tonight. I said, hey, I want you guys to enjoy this, but when we're on this floor this week, it's business time. It's, it's, the sectional's great, right? We checked that box. But we're not just going to be happy to be down there in a regional and, and lose an opportunity to get a regional championship. So they responded really well to that. And they'll have a great week. But, man, when we're in between those lines and when they've got film to watch and a scouting report to study, it's, it's business as usual because now we've given ourselves yet another opportunity to cut down more nets. And, and that's something I don't want to squander by not being in the right mindset. But the, the thing I tell the boys is after you pass sectional, everything's easier. And I know to, to a, a fan that probably sounds crazy because you're getting better teams involved, right? You're down to 16 teams in the entire class. But they're not going to know us like Greensburg knew us. They're not going to know us like Rushville knew us. More things work. Um, now, it goes two ways, right? But I've got a lot of confidence in our ability to, to put a plan together and also for the boys to execute on the defensive end. So offensively, I think things will flow easier for us. And they'll do their homework. They'll overplay Robert. They'll crowd Robert. And he's gotten to the point where, and he's he just blows my mind in terms of how well he's been, how well he has developed. And as a coaching staff, we'd love to take credit for that, but that's all Robert. I mean, Robert has put in so much time and so much effort, and, and not in a selfish way. He just wants Batesville High School and Batesville basketball to be successful, and he has really led us to that mountaintop. So he'll it'll be fun to watch him. For and for example, Saturday, there were plenty of times where it looked like we had a six-five point guard because he kept, he kept releasing the pressure. There were times you got to settle down in our offense, back the ball out. 
when Carter was on him, they're big. He, he really maximized that opportunity as far as in space. So these guys all see Robert as their leader, which he is, and he'll take us with him. And then they'll have some matchup issues on their end. Yeah, matchup with 6'9", 6'6", to be tough for us. But 6'9", not very mobile. He's athletic, but it looks like so far in the film we've watched, he doesn't go out to guard anybody. So we can do some things offensively where that whoever he's defending becomes a ball screener. Whoever he's defending will space opposite, and he'll get some, some diagonal passes where he can step right into a shot, whether that's Tyler, that's Sam. If we go Charlie as our four, then it becomes awfully tough for them to match up with Charlie's a skill set and ability. So I'm, I'm excited. And then, of course, if you get to Saturday night, it doesn't matter what the records are, right? It's, it's who's in the better shape, who's going to be able to fight through fatigue and mental hurdles. And, and I would say, looking at this regional field, Silver Creek is by far the favorite. But years ago, Ron Colley was by far the favorite, right? We beat them on a buzzer beater. If we had to play Ron Colley after just a day of prep, Ron Colley probably beats us. But it's going to be an afternoon. It's going to be an afternoon of prep. And so much comes down to mentality of your team and your kids and the confidence. So Saturday can't be here. Can't get here soon enough. And on the flip side of that. This is going to be a fun week, and I told the guys that when we got back Saturday from the game. You think tonight? You think right now is fun? Just wait till the week you have in terms of how this community will respond. And quite frankly, it's been too long since we've had one of these runs. And coach, it's amazing how much of a smarter coach I am today <laughs> than just than just even Saturday afternoon, right? But that's never been that's never been my focus. It's great to win this, but what's really hurt my heart the last seven years. Not that I, Aaron Garrett, didn't get a sectional championship. It's because those kids didn't get to go through that ride. It's because the community didn't get to have that week with the kids on a regional week and then a semi-state week, etc. And we get one this year. So that's what I'm focused on. We had a team dinner tonight that was, that was hosted by the Dice family, which was gracious of them. And they, they get to be together. And tomorrow we will have dinner at my house. Wednesday we'll take off as far as any events, as far as Ash Wednesday. We'll have more information about Thursday evening that will come out in terms of some events we'll do. So it's just a great week. They will be, very deservedly so, the kings of the town this week. And what's awesome for this group is it couldn't happen to a better group. They are some of the best young men I've ever coached, and I've coached all, a lot of good young men. And these guys are just unbelievable role models led by that senior group. So it's just going to be fun to watch. It's just going to be fun to watch everybody respond to them because there's the school day-to-day -day flew by. Right, and as I started practice, I got all the team together plus coaches around our our midcourt, which is that B in, in the jump circle, and we actually all put our arms around each other around that circle. And I said, "Hey, I told you before we left Saturday to go to Greensburg. I want to be back here on this court with you guys, and now we've done it." And I said, "How how much how much fun was school day?" And they're like, "Yeah, it was it was different." <laughs> so it's just. I'm just so happy for the guys to be able to bring that this week to the to them and to the community, and it's going to be a lot of fun to be a part of, and and they've earned it through sheer development. I, I won't say much about this, but as I said after the game on, on Saturday, it's a group of kids that have grown up together. They've worked hard together. They limped into the tournament losing five of six. We beat Franklin County, not overwhelmingly, but we were healthy and we survived. Rushville mounts this raging comeback. We survived. And then we, we, shocked the, we shocked the state by being number two Saturday. We did it as a group that have worked hard together, grown up together. And, and you know that, Coach. You, you were around us all the time. It's so satisfying. Coach, uh, you're going to Southridge, and Evansville Bossy is not there. 
I'll tell you what, the, the top 20 poll in 3A got decimated last week. There's there's a lot of teams that got knocked out, and some of those teams are at the, at the top end of the rankings. And, and Southridge is fun because we have some history in Southridge. In 2001, we went down there, playing the number one undefeated run, ranked team in the state, the Eastern Eastern Green, and that was like a home game for them. I mean, it was covered in red. We had a smattering of blue in one corner. And if you remember, that's when Chris Steinfurt came out and went crazy in, in the, the first corner, quarter. Yeah. And gave us a lead that we had to hold on. It was a long three quarters after that, but we held on. Beat Covington that night in a back-and-forth possession-by-possession game, and a week later we were at Banker's Life Fieldhouse. So I'm not thrilled with a three-hour bus ride for a regional. Um, it is going to be pretty cool to go back to a, a very historic gym. I remember how well they hosted it when we were there for that semi-state. It'll be fun for the guys once we get there because we'll practice there. We'll go to a team dinner. We'll go back to the hotel. We'll have a gathering of family and friends there before bedtime. And the guys will, it'll truly be an event for them, and that'll be, that'll be fun for them to experience. And it's only in the state of Indiana that you can drive through uh, oh, the area you drive through to get there, and there's this uh, gymnasium setting uh, north of Interstate uh, 64 uh, after you've driven through, an, uh, I don't know if it's a national forest, but it's forest for about 50 miles, it seems like, on 64. I know it's not quite that long, but... Uh, it seems like it when you drive down there. Yeah, it, it, it's. And here's how crazy it is. When we were in the regional in 2011, it was at Shelbyville. I actually sent the boys home after our morning win. They went to to Jody Flutterman's house. Eight could kind of sleep, and we could go back to Batesville High School, and we kind of were able to trick ourselves mentally. This is a whole different event, a whole different day, and they really responded. Obviously, being three hours away, our fans will still travel, and that doesn't worry me at all. But obviously, we won't get as many as we would if we were. At a, at a Seymour or a Shelbyville or a Newcastle, etc. But hey, we're there. I'm not going to complain about that one bit. It's a nice venue. It'll be hosted well, and it'll be a lot of fun. Coach, again, congratulations and uh, best of luck this week. And hopefully ne next week we're talking about a trip to probably either Seymour or Richmond. That, that, that's a deal. I'd love to be talking about that next week. Thank you, Coach. We will be back with a final word after this word from a sponsor. You listen to Coach's Corner on WRBI 103.9 your FM dial and streaming live on WRBIRadio.com. We will be right back. Krista here from Ison's Family Pizza and Top This Frozen Yogurt. Treat the kids or bring a date to visit our self-serve frozen dessert and topping bar. We have frozen yogurt, gelato, Italian ice, soft frozen fruit, and also some no-sugar, non-dairy, and gluten-free options. Top it with any of our 18 topping selections, including hot fudge and hot caramel. Come in and check out our latest flavor combinations at Ison's Family Pizza and Top This Frozen Yogurt, 117 East George Street, downtown Batesville. Hello, this is Kevin Fleetwood, General Manager of Tom Sibbett Chevrolet Buick. It is a great time to buy a new Silverado. We are offering supplier pricing on all 2018 Silverado 1500 trucks and supplier pricing on the all-new 2019 Silverado 1500 Crew Cab LT and RST. If you prefer an SUV, purchase a new Tahoe or Suburban with discounts up to 14% off MSRP. Stop in. We would appreciate the opportunity to earn your business. And as always, thank you for shopping at Tom Sibbett Chevrolet Buick. Garings and Carrier have a complete line of home heating products to keep your family comfortable this winter without burning your budget. With smart temperature management, it's easier than ever to control your home's climate. And Carrier Energy Efficient Systems can help reduce utility bills without sacrificing comfort. For more complete comfort and greater peace of mind, turn to the experts at Garings and Carrier. 
Stop at Gehrings today, 316 North Main, Batesville. Now, back to Coach's Corner at Ison's Family Pizza on the Sports Voice in Southeastern Indiana. Country 103.9 WRBI. We are back, and thank you so much for joining us this evening. We thank all the people that were here with us. We thank all the young ladies that made the trip up this evening to be with us. And we thank our coaches that were here as well. Next week, Gary will be back. Uh, Aaron will be back. We have another Aaron coming next week, Aaron Trenkamp uh, with St. Louis Middle School uh, Girls Basketball and Jack Smith and Chris Weiler with Batesville Middle School uh, Girls Basketball as well. So that is our lineup for next week. Uh, again, thanking Isons for allowing us to be here. Thank WRBI and John for keeping us on the air. Thank our sponsors who make this all possible. Thank you for listening in. And again, Congratulations to Batesville High School on their uh, sectional win, and best of luck this week in the regional. Uh, 10.30 uh, Saturday morning, uh, that's a central uh, time zone down there, I believe. So, so yeah. Uh, yeah, so in, if you see 9.30 anywhere, that is a central time. It is 10.30 Eastern time. Coach Trevor, can I, can I jump yeah. in? Yeah, go it's ahead. It's actually going to be 11. 11, okay. Yeah, and we'll verify that tomorrow at the meeting, but that's what I was told today. It would be actually be 11 to start time. Okay. Eastern so time. Eastern time. So moving it back uh, uh, half an hour. Uh, again, thank you for joining us this evening. Good night, everyone. Voice in Southeastern Indiana. Country 103.9 WRBI thanks you for listening to Coach's Corner, Southeastern Indiana's top local sports show, live from Ison's Family Pizza in Batesville. See you next time.